Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Hello and welcome to the Believe in OK State podcast. I am Megan Robinson, joined once again by Justin Southwell and Eve Batoba. And this week we are joined by one of their teammates, Lane Taylor. Lane, thanks for joining us this week and coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm glad to be here. Lane Taylor, look, one of the most underappreciated people. We talk about being a steady piece on the offensive line, right? First of all, O-linemen are always underappreciated. But Lane, like you're a guy who not only were you able to, you know, be a starter through your time at Oklahoma State, but whenever you went on to the league, you had a scratch and claw for everything that you got, man. So uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm hyped that you are here, man. Appreciate you joining us. Yeah, I appreciate the love. Appreciate the love. You know, O-line, we got to take the love we can get. It's a tough life to live. <laughs> We are going to get into the the importance of a solid O-line in just a couple minutes, Lane. Guys, it was kind of a nice week, and we got to sit back, watch an instant classic Big 12 championship game. You know, you wish your team is in it. However, I think we were all happy we weren't TCU and, you know, getting. we, we know what it's like to be stopped. Did you guys watch any of that game? Oh, yeah. I mean... Feel bad for TCU, especially since they were undefeated going into it. But props to K State. I think we all kind of expected, you know, leading up to a certain point in the year, K State's for real. And uh, I'm really excited to see what K State does against Alabama. I loved uh, the video afterwards whenever TCU's football team was just waiting around to see whether or not they got into the playoffs. You could see the look on everybody's faces. They were just expecting the worst or at least emotionally prepared for the worst. <laughs> and then whenever they got in, the room imploded. So that was really cool. I uh, I suggested, look, next year, based on the last two seasons, they need to just have the Big 12 title game on the one-yard line. All right? One play, draw up your best play, winner takes all, and let, and let it be that way because – Seemingly, it seems like that's how it's just going to be decided every year. <laughs> that's what it does seem like it comes down to. Um, I mean, you know what? Yeah, I'm I'm right here. I'm like right outside Fort Worth. And like going into the game, I'm like, all right, you know, I want TCU to win. I want the narrative to kind of change about the Big 12. But then the longer I watched it, the, the less and less I could root for TCU. Just because they're so local, <laughs> I just couldn't do it. <laughs> But, you know, they got it good for them and everything. So hopefully they represent the Big 12 and and go ahead and and, uh, win some games. And I know this is the Believe in OK State podcast, but had to show TCU a little bit of love getting into the college football playoff. But Lane, you're joining us. So we will get to Oklahoma State in your time here. It's been a crazy week with the transfer portal. Lots of news there. That wasn't really a thing. Well, not really. It wasn't a thing. The, the portal came out. It was uh, revamped and relaunched in 2018 after you guys were done your college years. But Lane, what was your experience like being recruited at Oklahoma State? 
Uh, it was fun. Um, it's a little different nowadays because you don't have the portal to just exit whenever you want, but yeah. <laughs> you're kind of stuck there, I, I guess. But uh, it was fun. Yeah, I um, at the time I went to Arlington Martin, and the football team wasn't too good, and uh, we got all new coaches. They cleaned house, um, changed our mentality. We went to the playoffs for the first time in ten years, and really changed the wow. culture. And, you know, I was really blessed because they actually cared about their players. They um, sent highlight tapes. This is back in the day now. I'm kind of old. Yeah, <laughs> is this pre-huddle? This is the pre-huddle. Pre-huddle. <laughs> wow. So you had to burn CDs with your highlight tape and, um, and then mail out CDs to all the different coaches, and then they'd go through it. And that's how you, how you got it out there. And um, they did a good job of that, you know, had my face on the front of it and everything. And um, and it kind of really – I had nine scholarships. It really came down to uh, KU and Oklahoma State. I knew I wanted to play for a Big 12 team. Um, at the time, KU was actually decent. Mangino was there. They yep. went to the Orange Bowl. They were actually pretty good. And um, But I one weekend I went to um, – on an unofficial visit to Kansas and you know, it was cool. They were kind of lying to me. They were like, it doesn't really snow here that much. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And I was looking at a brochure of like snow everywhere, <laughs> but, Hilarious. but uh, it was cool. I mean, I liked the campus and the coaches were cool, but like once I drove, you know, four hours down South, went to Oklahoma state, I knew when I left there, I was like, I'm committing there for sure. Who recruited you at OSU? Uh, Looper. I was Looper. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, Looper. Yeah, he, he left, left before I even got there. Oh, yeah. He left, I think, a year after I got there. Um, he was at TCU for a few years, and then I'm not sure where he's at now. Did you ever think of leaving when he left? Because, you know, with coaches leaving, that's something players sometimes tend to follow. Yeah, no, I wasn't that attached. I mean, he was cool and everything, but, you know, he was doing his job. He was a running backs coach, so it didn't really affect me too much, you know. But, I mean, I was kind of like, wow. <laughs> I mean, be cool. but, you, uh, you also had uh you had coach wickline as your old line coach who if uh if you would have done anything that he didn't like he probably would have ripped you a new one anyway yeah pretty <laughs> much so i didn't have much room to get <laughs> to step out of line with him so <laughs> i didn't really have a chance to think about it for leaving i love it i love it Man. But, uh, um yeah um, but yeah, once I once I committed, I knew I went to the right spot, and I still am glad I, I committed Oklahoma State. It was an awesome experience, great time, and I'm glad to you know be able to support them and be a fan now. Ned, do you think it's 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 a lot more stressful as a player or as a fan? Just like whenever you you know Man. watch OSU games, like you have like the pressure of like the game and everything, but like being a fan, it's kind of tough, you know, it's a, yeah. it's an emotional roller coaster, you know, <laughs> well, cause when you're playing, you don't really realize, you know, how intense some situations are. You're just, you know, you're just playing ball. Yeah. You know? And afterwards you're like, man, that was a pretty good game. But during the time you don't even realize, but as a fan, you're all stressed out, you know, you're yelling and everything. And so <laughs> it's definitely. A yeah. Emotional. 
And, and you're watching everything. I think a lot of times people don't realize that, hey, after you get off the, the field, like you're talking to your position group, to your coaches, you're not even paying attention to what the defense is doing on the field at that, that time, right? Because you're just so you know occupied with your assignments and then it's time to get back out there. But as a fan, you feel every single part of the game. So yeah, I mean, it, it can get stressful as a fan for sure. As a player too, you feel like you have control over the outcome. Like if I'm on the field and I do my job and, you know, as a defensive player, if I made an interception in a game, I'm like, okay, well, I stopped that. Or if I, you know, force a turnover, okay, then I did my job to get the offense back the ball. You know, I'm talking lacrosse right now, not football, but neither here nor there. Whereas a fan, it's like, well, it's got to hope that everyone does their job and hope that this person steps up. But as a player, you feel like you have a little bit of control over what's going on. Yeah. No, with with that said, Lane, how do you feel about OSU football this past season? It it was it was a tough year. It was. I'm not gonna lie. It was you know, it started out it started out good. I think we were all feeling ourselves a little bit and you know, kinda let that TCU game, you know, let that off the hook and, and stuff. And but then once you know, uh, it was a little bit of combination. Once the injuries really piled up, I think you know, we were hanging on and like we had that big win in Mercer's Texas. And I think that was, we were really hanging on with like our depth and in the injury situation. And then it really caught up. And obviously when you're, when your quarterback goes down, it's tough to kind of pick up those pieces. And so, you know, right now, I mean, personally, I feel like we're in a, a pretty pivotal point in the, you know, the program, like, Obviously, a few changes need to be made. Some adjustments need to be made. But, like, you know, with people exiting, people coming back in, it's a big time to really, you know, you know, make a push to be good. Before we dive deep into the transfer portal, one of the big names or the biggest name that announced was Spencer Sanders. And we talked about it a few weeks ago, guys, the importance of an offensive line and how yeah. that might play a factor in his decision. So now we have a NFL defense or offensive lineman with us. How important is an offensive line to a team? And why do you think that it doesn't get the recognition that it deserves lane? Um, I think cause there's no, there's really no good stats kept for offensive linemen, right? Well, we keep bad stats. Like, Oh, how many sacks <laughs> does the have? How many pressures does he have? Oh, that was a top for a loss. Watch this guy right here, you know? But like every time there's a good run, you're like, Oh, look at the running back run. Look how he did this. And that. And it's, just, it's, it's the nature. And we all know it from a young age, but, it, but it's just kind of, it's, it's our life. I will say you don't hear too many other position groups getting bought or taken out for a steak dinner or bought Rolexes by their quarterbacks. You know, I don't see him doing that for the wide receivers or the running backs. I don't see the D line taking out their corners. So Mm -hmm. that is, that is one of the positives of being an O lineman. I would, I would think. Yeah. I mean, inside of the building, everyone appreciates a good offensive lineman, but outside, you know, it, it can be hit or miss. (laughs) as we've said several times the transfer portal was probably the biggest news of the week um good news for oklahoma state colin oliver and kendall daniels are staying so that is huge for the defense but spencer sanders mason cobb kanayan williams thomas harper dominic richardson trace ford and braylon presley are all some of the bigger names to have announced that they will not be coming back this year justin who are you most surprised entered the portal 
Yeah, it's a lot of big names there, but for me, it's Braylon Presley because you've got he's a true freshman. His brother is on the team. You already know what Oklahoma State's about. And you picked Oklahoma State for a reason. Yeah. I get that you're frustrated with the way this year went, but my guy, it's a process. Like it takes some time. So I get that you're frustrated with your playing time this year. But Gundy has coached longer than you've been on this earth. You have to trust. You have to have a little bit of faith in development. All right. Now, I wish every coach on the staff could hear this message. The recruiting process does not stop once they're on your team. You continue to recruit them by giving them chances to make plays. For guys like Braylon, two to four plays a game, it's going to give them a foundation to work from keeping him engaged and hungry for more. He'll be able to come back in the offseason with this goal to elevate his game to the next level. Now, I heard some Deuce Vaughn comparisons, right? Deuce had 642 yards and seven touchdowns as a true freshman. That's 100 yards more and one less touchdown than Dominic Richardson this year as a junior. And back then, Deuce was splitting time with a guy named Harry Trotter. Zero star running back from Hogwarts. All right. He wasn't competing <laughs> with guys like the people that had like the same caliber as Dominic Richardson, Jaden Nixon, Ollie Gordon. So, of course, Deuce is going to get a chance to stand out as a true freshman. That being said, I believe Braylon Presley has the potential to surpass Deuce Vaughn if he decides to stay at Oklahoma State. And I love that Braylon has the confidence in his ability to be able to compare himself to arguably the best running back in the big 12. But dude, it takes time. It's a process. You have to prove it to coaches consistently in practice. And then coaches, you have to trust in the guys you recruited. Here's my question to you all going on the Braylon Presley thing. He was quoted. His comments were in the Tulsa world. I feel like our backs weren't being used correctly. If I'm being completely honest, I just didn't feel like they were being coached right to be the best running backs they could be. That was also tweeted out by someone named Reagan Harris. And that was liked by several players, including Ollie Gordon. What are your reactions to that comment from Presley and how this offense has been run? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really interesting because on one end, you you definitely want the players to stay there. I, I've said in the past, Coach Gundy is really loyal to his seniors, right? Which which I I love, right? Like, hey, your upperclassmen, they've been there, they've done the work. Like, be loyal to them, reward them with the playing time. But with that being said, at some point, you have to recognize, hey, these are some really really talented eighteen and nineteen year olds that have come into the program, and you got to show them some love at some point, right? Um, you know, the way that I see that quote really is, um, you know, I think right now because of the nature of college football, we're really still in the infancy stages. And, um, you know, the one-time transfer rule really came out in August of 2021. And the portal has been around since 2018. But right now, it's kind of crazy, right? So the biggest thing for me is I hope that somebody is educating these young men um, about that, how over the last three years um, of the guys that have entered the portal, less than 40% have actually found landing spots. So this year, I believe, is going to be a huge wake-up call for a lot of guys. But this week was the first time that the NCAA actually had an established window 
for the transfer portal and it's chaotic right now but i don't know about y'all but i think it's also kind of fun right it looks like the weather wire the, the waiver wire so whether it's good or bad i don't think it's going away anytime soon and the coaching staff honestly has to learn how to embrace that because this is the new college football and if you don't adapt quickly if you don't learn to say hey this is the direction that we're going you're going to get left behind right usc they had 20 transfers this year you see what they did in the Pac-12. TCU, they had 14 transfers last year, and they're in the playoffs right now. Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields, like they were all transfers who ended up being, um, you know, who are great NFL quarterbacks right now. So players get are getting the opportunity to play football instead of rotting away on the bench. And I think that, unfortunately, if you're a coach that is not embracing that and kind of like coddling to the emotions of the players, you're going to get left behind. Lane, you're in the like 1% of the 1% that makes it to the next level and had a successful NFL career. You know, nine years is a, a exceeds expectations in NFL. I think the average career is like three and a half years for certain position groups. But what are your thoughts on the transfer portal? Be, like how my, my thought is that players are transferring some, not all, because they don't know how to deal with adversity and they're not getting playing time. But then you look at the Jalen Hurts's who are transferring starters, are MVP candidates in the NFL. So Lane, as someone who has been at the next level, how do you think this can help or hurt players? Um, you know, I think it, it is beneficial for, like you said, like, uh, like Jalen, you know, he's a Heisman candidate. And, and then, you know, a, a freshman comes in and beats him out, I guess. And, um, and you're put in a tough position. You're like, all right, well, I'm trying to, I'm trying to maximize my opportunity. So for scouts and all that, which I get that part, like, yeah, kind of get jaded a little bit. You're a junior, maybe a senior, and you know you're not going to get playing time, but you're definitely good enough to play. I get the portal makes sense. It really does, and like, and, and it's good to tell you the truth. And then sometimes um, um, teams over over recruit positions, and you just you're a good player. You get buried on the up chart and you just really want to go somewhere where you're going to have opportunity. And that's good. And then, you know, another one, some people don't think about is like some guys like maybe aren't as good as they maybe thought they were. <laughs> so, I mean, to, to reality of it, I mean, maybe they're not as good as they thought they were. They got a good scholarship. You know, they took a chance on them. It really might not be that good. But, you know, to kind of go down maybe a division or whatnot or what or a lower rank school, I should say, um, would be beneficial for them. Get playing time, play and whatnot. But it like like the Presley kid, like, I mean, he's he's a freshman. He didn't even he didn't even give himself a shot that in my in my opinion, I, I would at least waited another year before even attempting because I mean, he's a undersized running back and and it's tough to play that position undersized and and I don't even think he really gave himself a chance. So there's situations like that you wish guys would kind of fight it out and see how things play out. Could it also be beneficial for him to leave now knowing that this is not the right fit? And going somewhere that's a better fit where he can excel for the, the remaining four years of eligibility or three years of eligibility that he has. Um, I would say, I mean, you don't know how things are going to play, uh, play exactly. out, out. I mean, it's true. for instance, myself, I I started my I say, technically freshman year. I didn't even dress for the first game. And then two weeks later, I'm the full-time starter and I end up being a four-year starter. 
like at the beginning of that season, you would, I wouldn't, you could have gave me a million bucks. I'm like, I'm not going to play this year. You know, uh, there's all these older guys in front of me, there's Juco transfers and you just never know how things are going to play out. And I mean, obviously you would imagine Gunny's going to make a few different moves and you don't know how that would play. And maybe that turns out beneficial for you. So I, I'm more of a stick it out guy, but I understand some people's situation. I think I don't think you could. No, I was going to say, I don't think you could hear it from anybody better than Lane. Seriously. I mean, it, it is so beneficial to have a long-term outlook, right? Like play the long game. If you're an underclassman, you have no idea how it's going to turn out. For me, one of the biggest surprises, though, wasn't an underclassman. It was Thomas Harper. Uh, that was the most surprising to me because he was an opening day starter and he had a lot of significant stats, uh, even though he was battling through in injury. And I know that I'm biased because I'm a DB and every time I watch Oklahoma State, uh, my eyes always go to the secondary first, right? Uh, and that secondary just looks like a lot of fun. Like whenever I was at OSU, we had a guy, uh, Andre Sexton, and he was playing the star position. And it was like a safety linebacker tweener who played mostly as a down safety who could also fit against the run and, and could pressure as well. So fast forward to today, that same position is mostly a nickel or a coverage guy. And it gives us access to a lot of different coverages that you want, you don't, you wouldn't necessarily see, but you see it in the Big 12 conference. So for example, I love whenever we go to a three high version of the Tampa two and we drop that nickel deep and it gives a free safety, the freedom in the middle of the field and then the corners can play more aggressively against the screens and the outside breaking routes because the nickel, the nickels over the top of him. So from that same uh, three high look, there's so many different looks and secondary rotations and safety spins. So with that, with the way that the pro game has evolved right now, being a safety in this type of defense has so much value if you want to play in the NFL level. And I love the fact that Look at the last five years. Isn't doesn't it seem that there's always an all Big Twelve safety at Oklahoma State, whether it's first team, second team, or you know honorable mention? There's always that because that safety position. I think we know how to do it the right way. This year with Jason Taylor, Trey Sterling, uh, Colby Harvell, Peel, name your safety. So I was really surprised to see Thomas Harper going out there, especially as a guy who was the opening day starter. I definitely agree with Eve's point on having that outlook mindset you know but as brad paisley said at 17 it's hard to see past friday night facts <laughs> yeah which is true i mean because we're you know, we're speaking this from much older than uh, 18 19 whatever 20 year old you know you did more you're more rash you know you, you think back to maybe good times you might have had back in college that you want to do today you know but um so I guess that's a little bit I, you do kind of look past a little bit is how young they are. I don't think everybody has a great support system either. You know, they, they're not seeing the full picture. I'm very fortunate where I have incredibly supportive parents who will also give me different perspective and say, hey, that sounds great. But have you considered these options? And I'm not just talking Oklahoma State. I'm talking college athletes in general. And, you know, kids don't come from they they have mixed backgrounds and not everyone is thinking big picture. They're thinking, let me get the bag. Let me get this money. And they're thinking short term, not big picture. And I think that that's part of the, the thing too. It's like, oh, I can go get this NIL deal for X amount of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars, which is going to set me up. But if you don't have the financial savvy to really get that money in the right spot, 
that's not going to oh, last yeah. you as long as you think it is. If you gave me $100,000 at 17, that would have been gone in a month. I guarantee <laughs> it. Guarantee it. Give me $100,000 now. Oh, yeah. That yeah. will be invested. That will turn into money. You know, that will grow. And not everyone has that support system to really guide them the best way for them. So I think that that's part of the, the thing too yeah. with the transfer portal and I, but everything. I think that's why it's so unique for Graylin Presley because his older brother is in the program and then you hear like his mom is giving these quotes to the Tulsa world. And that's why I just feel like that. That's why it's so surprising to me. You would think that, you know, the best thing for him would just be to stick it out. But I mean, I understand like the, the frustration and, and wanting, wanting to see your son succeed. And not, not specifically to, to Braylon, but a lot of players, I'm sure you guys could attest to this. They don't know what it's like to be a sub. They don't know what it's like to come off to bend the bench because they are the guy at their high school. So when you grow up in a program oh, sure. and you are always a starter, you are the guy, you are the top recruit coming out of your high school, your hometown. And then you come to a program where everyone else is on the same level, if not better than you, they don't know how to deal with not being number one. And I think that that's part of the yeah. issue too. Yeah. Years ago, there was a study that was done by Stanford University in which they wanted to find the, the most common traits amongst like the wealthiest people in the United States. So they go and they interview people all across the country. And they said the number one thing that most of these rich, wealthy people shared was delayed gratification. If you can just, hey, let me put up what sucks right now, figure out a way to be resilient. And once I make it on the other end, I'll find a great reward on the other side of it. Unfortunately, we're in a generation right now that you know tends to think about instant gratification more and more. Now, I'm not saying that's what Braylon was thinking. I happen to know, I know uh, Braylon's family. Like I know, uh, you know the Presley family. I know the parents. I know the, his sister. And they're an incredible family. He has an incredible support system around him. There may be some things internally that we just have no idea about how it went down. I know that he did not have a conversation with Coach Gundy, right, according to him. So uh, I don't know what all is going on over there, but I will say for everybody else, delayed gratification will only help you out. Now, speaking of getting the bag, there is one person, though, Mason Cobb. I don't know where he's going. I have kind of an inkling, but wherever he goes, I guarantee you that dude is going to get the bag wherever he went. And Spencer. Is it in College Station? <laughs> Look, I, I don't know. I don't know whether it's Mason and Spencer, like Lane just said. One of them folks is getting the back. I just hate that so much because he could, like you just said, delayed gratification. Wait one more year, stick it out with Oklahoma State, and then you get that bag in the NFL. For who? Well, that's not guaranteed. Mason or Spencer? Mason. Oh, I'm talking strictly Mason Cobb. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I was like, oh, Spencer. I think for Spencer, we kind of understand. Yeah. Spencer, we understand. Um, I mean, like he's he's a grad transfer. Uh, it's a little bit different situation, so um, I get that. But Justin, I think you might be forgetting that we're playing the sport of football here, where the next play isn't necessarily guaranteed, right? I am very and like I'm an unapologetically very pro player. So if you have the chance to maximize a game in the short window that you have it, it's hard for me to be mad at you. As you said, Spencer is gone transferring. We'll see where. Hopefully soon. Around the horn, really quickly, who do you guys want to see come in as QB? If we were to get a transfer QB, there's plenty in the portal. Who do you guys want? Uh, obviously, the guy uh, the guy from uh, NC State, right? Leary. I mean, yeah. he, he's one of the best QBs in the country right there. So 
I don't know what it'll take to get him to come to Stillwater, Oklahoma, but hey, come on down, my guy. We got some cheese fries for you. I was going to say, Eskimo <laughs> Joe's, give him a sponsorship. <laughs> we'll take care of you, man. <laughs> I got I got an Airbnb uh, somewhere. I'll hook him up, man. We'll give him a free love it. Yeah. Whatever it takes. You know, I did see his stats they posted. I I don't keep up with other other uh teams, but I saw his stats and they're pretty impressive, I'm not gonna lie. So if he oh, wants yeah. to come on down here to Stillwater, have a good time. Come on, man. Justin, do you agree? Or do you want someone else? Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, NC State was kind of the surprise team for me. Looking at the preseason rankings, I was like, "Why are they up here?" And it's obvious, it's that guy. Um, but I mean, if it's not them, I would say you know Hudson Card is a popular name, uh, quarterback from Texas. I know that OSU offered him coming out of high school, and he looked okay in the games that he started this year. Um, Jeff Sims is another one, quarterback from Georgia Tech. He looks like a great athlete who could pick up right where Spencer Sanders left off as far as being a dual threat quarterback so i'd love to see either one of those but i'll say this if we don't get anybody from the from the transfer portal i'm riding with whoever's quarterback at ok state same here hey that uh that freshman coming in looks pretty dang good uh the zane kid the wrangle no the one coming in coming in from high school. From nebraska yeah from nebraska gotcha. he, he looked pretty good oh we will Look. I don't know. I I don't even know what the coaching staff is going to look like, so it's hard for me to get excited (laughs) about like anybody that's coming in. To be honest with you, (laughs) Uh, we'll see. (laughs) We'll touch back in a couple months. (laughs) True. We'll get more in depth with this in a couple weeks, but the college football playoff is set: Georgia, Michigan, TCU, Ohio State, which means our bowl is set, and we will face off against Wisconsin for the first time ever in both schools history in the guaranteed rate bowl december 27th out in phoenix we have good luck out in arizona guys i'm feeling good about it but yeah neither team or both teams their quarterbacks have entered the portal so how how do we feel about that going into that game (laughs) i will i will say first of all uh, we gotta we gotta play a backup quarterback I mean, we know how that goes. That's a red flag right there. Oh, crap. I'll say, like, I mean, like, you know, it's the portable in my mind, but uh, we've got, it looks like some of their strengths are putting pressure on the quarterback and being able to stop the run. So we're probably going to see more of what we've seen from Oklahoma State, which is trying to throw the ball to open up the run. And it just hasn't worked this year. So. Maybe it works against Wisconsin in a bowl game. I don't know, but I'm not feeling too confident about the game to answer your question. Yeah, I will say that there's a, I mean, I have a tremendous respect for Luke Fickle, what he was able to accomplish at Cincinnati. It's our I, the first time that I can remember that we've actually played the University of Wisconsin. So I love to see that type of matchup, right? Two great head coaches going against one another, two great college football programs, just hoping for a good product out there with Oklahoma State getting the win. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll be watching. We'll see. We do have good luck in the Arizona, so I hope we win. Um, not excited to go and get the backup quarterback because I don't have a good track record, but <laughs> we'll see. It'll be good. I don't know. It's get 10, some 15, young guys in there. Ten fifteen kick on the East Coast, which is where I'll be, and I'm not. I'm not loving that, Ooh. but I'll, I'll put that on my DVR and I'll fast forward through it in the morning, guys. We'll touch base after. Last thing, Heisman finalist, Heisman. Trophy will be awarded on Saturday. Stetson Bennett, CJ Stroud, Max Duggan, and Caleb Williams. Before we go, who you guys got winning the Heisman? 
Look, I'm actually really surprised that B. John Robinson wasn't one of the finalists. I think that he deserves it more than Stetson Bennett being in there, not to take anything away from Stetson, but the Heisman has turned into a quarterback award. Um, so, I mean, I would have loved to see Bijan in there. And with that being said, he's not. So, uh, Caleb Williams, in my opinion, Caleb Williams would be the number one overall draft pick if he were to, leave, if he was eligible this year, uh, probably will be it last year. The comparisons to Mahomes, I think it's hard to avoid that. Uh, so, Caleb Williams, in my opinion, is the Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah, I mean, I would tend to agree with that. Just based on what he's done this year at USC, turning them around from four and eight a year ago, and the way that he can just, you know, do magic uh, in the backfield whenever he's scrambling around. So if you had to choose between any of the quarterbacks that are listed for the Heisman, I think the majority of the people would select Caleb Williams to be their quarterback. Yeah, most likely. He'll probably most likely easily win it. He's in a good spot. He's balled out, so he should probably win it. I hope it's a close race and it's not a landslide. You never know with four because, I mean, Caleb could have taken it by a landslide and then the next three are really close because, you know, they always do it by the number of votes received or it could be of a tight race. I don't know. I think that Duggan, his performance, his that flat late drive in the fourth quarter could have gotten him more votes. I think that Caleb Williams has been the front runner most of the season, though, and it's kind of hard to overcome that. But. I, I hope it's Duggan. I hope it's Duggan, but yeah, I think I it's going to be Caleb. I think if Duggan, if they did a QB sneak and Duggan gets in the end zone, I think we're having a different conversation right now. Agreed. Yeah, I agree. But you know how I feel. Yeah, I've said it in the past. After Christian McCaffrey did not win it in 2015, I lost all hope in the Heisman Trophy. I don't, I don't, I, I don't put any weight on it. I will say Caleb Williams has had a great season, and for him basically playing on one leg in the Pac-12 championship, you know – yeah, it is deserved, but I think that there could have been other people invited to New York as well, not just quarterbacks. But I don't get a vote, so who cares what I think? <laughs> <laughs> hey, before we even get off lane, I know that you have the barbecue business. When are you bringing some barbecue business over to Stillwater, man? <laughs> You're not the first person to ask that, that's for sure. But uh, I'll have to bring some barbecue up um, now that I'm probably retiring or whatnot. Uh, I'll be. Oh, we got. Did we just? Did we just get breaking news on the Believe in OK State podcast? <laughs> no, 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 not officially yet. Not officially yet. But uh, <laughs> I would assume probably next year I'll most likely be retired. But um, but yeah, I'll have some free time on my hands. I'll be up there slinging some barbecue. I'm sure for um, some tailgating. So y'all have to come by, come check it out. One hundred percent. Yeah, when you're there, let let us know. Yeah, maybe right, you'll well, get yeah. Eve up actually because you weren't here at all this year, Eve. But <laughs> oh. no, I'll do some barbecue. And don't worry about it. <laughs> Justin and I aren't enough. You need to have barbecue. Noted. Noted. I, Absolutely. I understand. Well, Lane, we really appreciate you coming on and sharing your thoughts and uh, opinions and. It, it was fun getting some new perspective on the show. So thanks for taking time out of your busy night to join us. Absolutely. Uh, glad to come on, talk a little Oklahoma State football and uh, had a good time. And thank you all for listening to another episode of the Believe in OK State podcast presented by Bet Online. Be sure to like, share, subscribe on whatever po podcast platforms you use. Check us out on YouTube. Leave us a comment. We do read those and respond when we can. On behalf of Eve and Justin, I am Meg. And as always, go Pokes! Go Pokes! Go Pokes! Go Pokes.